Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast where one thunder jaw and one long leg talk about video games. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. And today we are going to be talking about my favourite game of the last few years, a well-deserved pod, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I'm quite um, glad that you know you finally got through it because it's uh, I absolutely brilliant game. I'm very happy to do it. Uh, yeah. My name is Yusuf, by the way. Hi, Yusuf. Nice to meet you. How are you there? What are you doing today? Uh, nothing. I'm off work today. It's a nice sunny day. I got out for a bit of a walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really do very much so far. i uh, going to make some homemade burgers. Found a really nice recipe. You know, oh, yeah? The is, no. Right? So, you know whenever you buy mints and there's the different levels of fat, I... G- yeah generally go for like the lower amounts of fat because i imagine it's like you know when you get like chicken breast or uh you get like steak and the fat just is you know chewy muck well if you get a higher percentage of fat um on the burgers it just it does stops it from drying out and it's delicious so 15 percent minimum it's amazing that you just said that because that's something that i've discovered as of as Uh of late because I started eating lamb mince. Uh, sorry, sorry for any vegans here um, or vegetarians. Apologies, this is insensitive to you. But um, yeah, definitely like we were, we grew up in the 90s where you're roped into the more fat, the worse it is for you. So, yeah. uh, so but I don't know if there's, uh, you know, conflicting evidence to that now. But uh, yeah, definitely I'm going for 15%, uh, even 20% sometimes. So uh, yeah. yeah. But the good thing is, generally, you can do it with less oil or sometimes no oil because mm. the juices from the fat, it cooks in that. So it stops it from, uh, you know, you don't have to add loads of stuff to keep it going. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Apologies to our vegan friends again. You don't want to hear about things uh, cooking in its own fat. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not great. <laughs> I, I eat a lot of mainly vegetarian stuff day to day as well. I eat a lot more vegetarian Stop stuff. trying to befriend them. You've, you've done enough. All right. Some some of my best friends are vegan. Oh yeah, uh, the typical line. <laughs> um. Anyway, so have, what about you? Have you been enjoying your PlayStation Five this week? I have. Yeah, I really have. I've only really been playing one game, which is Devil May Cry, and it's really a great, great game. It's really Good. great. It's much better. It's completely different from any of the other games. I have to say, I still have to overcome my dislike for you know the emo uh looks and you know generally sulky teenage behaviors of these characters but uh does it remind you too much of your own youth mm, possibly but anyway it's uh it's really really great the battle like the fighting mechanics are just excellent i mean it's nearly mm. an art form you play as like a couple of different characters and um one of them like someone's has these one has like a panther and a kind of flying thing and he's just Mm -hmm. kind of standing back and you're controlling them like on their own and it's really really enjoyable and you can also play as dante's brother uh, who i haven't played as yet but apparently his uh fighting style is one of the best ever so looking forward to that did you know that the uh i can't remember his name but the guy who uses the kind of animals that those animals are throwbacks to enemies from the first devil may cry no never knew that very good. Yeah, just like the cat kind of mini boss thing, and there's like a bird as well that you fight. Yeah, and I think there's another one as well. Oh but, yeah, I have to say I'm not digging the accent of uh, the female protagonist, uh, Nico. It's too over the top country. You know, it's it's just completely uh, uh, 
trope is that the word I'm looking for stereotype yeah I know what you mean I I really didn't like that Final Fantasy 15 like yeah. you can play in this like huge universe of things and like the basically the only character outside of like a neutral accent is like the real southern yeah. country yeah. American one it's like come on exactly and, like, I've recently really appreciated where you watch like TV shows and um, TV shows and games where you have a character who's meant to be just from somewhere else. Like I was saying about in Shadow of War, there's like the Australian accent. Uh, I was playing Nino Cooney and the guy was Welsh. Um, I love a good Scottish accent and stuff. I just think that's, you know, it's a really good way of just building backstory to a character being there from somewhere different even if you know those worlds or those countries don't exist in that world i just think it's way better and mm. so some places don't do it or if they do it's just like oh it's a cowboy it's like right well that's also a bit of a lazy attempt at this yeah I, i'm a big fan of the welsh accent other personal favorites are the south african that uh, apparently a lot of people don't like that one but i i dig it new zealand's good too so you know yeah i love the kiwi i love the kiwi accent i think it's a pretty good one um, I love a Scottish. I was I was watching a Celebrity Bake Off the other day, and James McAvoy was on it, and I was just thinking his normal talking voice is better than the voice of any character he's done in the film. <laughs> he should do it more often. It's so good. He was in Split, wasn't he? Everyone yeah. was saying he's going to win an Oscar or something for that, and I didn't think he was that great in it. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job. Being different he characters. did a good job, but he didn't do an amazing job. Like everyone was fawning over themselves. I mean, it was. Yeah. Well, I don't. Th- well, first off, I don't think many people were fawning over themselves, and I don't think I was an Oscar-worthy performance. But it's definitely difficult to switch, and like you know, there's a bit where he switches like mid talking, and his face changes a little bit, and it's hard to pinpoint what it is. But that's really good. Is he any better than Eddie Murphy and the only Professor Yusuf? So I'm asking. Yes, him. yes, yes. <laughs> that's one of the best Without- movies. Without a doubt, is he a better acting performance in that than the professor? But Eddie Murphy even plays the grandmother. <laughs> yeah, great. and it's all just different versions of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Thank you very much. Eddie. I'm flattered. I'm flattered you follow my work the way you have. <laughs> any any line in that film could have been said by any of the other characters he's playing. They all say the same shit. Like, well, they're a family. They should be. I know, but stop saying it's a great acting performance. <laughs> well, look, a lot of people don't like Eddie Murphy, probably because he has 11 children, I think. But Does look, he? Yeah, something like that. That's too many. Yeah, yeah. But um, kids. tell that family who are on TV who have 20 of them. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's sort of exploiting the illness of a family. Maybe. You know, those kind of shows. Um, he, but he has I, 10 I, children, sorry, yeah. Ten children. Okay, mm-hmm. I still think that's too many. They're doing a coming to America too. You know that. Seen that. Not sure how I feel about it. Did you hear of the idea of you know the film Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, of course. Great film. There was a talk. I don't know if it's kind of fallen through. They mentioned it years ago, but they were going to do triplets, a sequel years later, mm. where the third brother was going to be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> How would that work? Sorry. Just... <laughs> but that's the whole joke, though, is that they couldn't be any further alike. So what's, once again, the complete opposite of those two people would be mm. a black man. Arnie is great. I just love him. He's great in any movie. I love him. I love Danny DeVito as well. I think he's an excellent actor. I haven't seen him in a lot of movies. I tell you who is an amazing actor now. Brian Cranston is on... I don't like to curse in this podcast because children do listen. 
so I'm not going to. But <laughs> he's on well. expletive believable. I mean, there's Fuck a, it out. I'm in the. <laughs> I'm on the eighth or no, I'm on the eleventh episode now. But my God, like he just the man is under so much pressure in this your honor all the time and like he just he just makes himself look so old at certain periods stages of it because he's just under so much stress and pressure great great actor he is excellent he is like even in malcolm in the middle the 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 range he does is so good and like the physical things he does as well he's an excellent actor yeah Mm -hmm. tell you breaking bad no i haven't maybe that's next any of it no I saw the pilot. Oh, wait, I read that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I might watch clear. that. He's he's very good at that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so is your man with the mustache? What's his name? <laughs> I don't. The infamous in mustache. He's in Friends. Oh, the guy who plays Richard in yeah, Friends. Yeah. Oh my God, what? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. He's great. So natural. Yeah. But listen, people don't listen to... Sorry, apologies, everyone. I don't know what's happened here. We've gone off on a movie rant about people with moustaches who we don't remember their names of. We're here to talk about video games. So uh, I have been enjoying Devil May Cry 5. It's fantastic. And I've overridden my own personal uh, preferences to enjoy playing it. So, you know, there's personal growth going on here. I'm available to play any game, um, mostly. So... um, yeah. I think this episode, if anything, is personal growth of how good this game is and how many years it took me to get you to play it. Well, I wasn't avoiding it. No, but you I was like, avoiding near automatic because it had an annoying name. But that's completely different. Oh, you're such an old man. <laughs> no, you were avoiding like all of last generation's games because you're like, games aren't good anymore. <laughs> I didn't. It was not. I was playing a lot of modern games. It's just that <laughs> you didn't believe it. So uh, that doesn't mean, you know, never mind. Okay. Any enough. news <laughs> or any other stories uh, for us? No, I was, I'm still just playing Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, it's very long, but not in a bad way. I'm, gl- I'm glad about the, the variance in it. I'm not sure how much I've got left in it. Um, and then I'm not sure I might go into Link's Awakening next or I might do Super Mario Bros. I might go something a bit different. Okay, yeah. So, so Nintendo, sure. Nintendo. Anyway, you'll be on. Well, I've got those two Switch games to play, so I'm 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 more drawn to that than I am uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Anyway. Yeah, I can see that. I think I'm gonna get Yakuza like a dragon after this game. Play Yakuza Zero first. I actually have Yakuza Zero. Really? Yes, I have it, and I played uh, it. You look extremely confused there. I think I only played it to a certain point and then I stopped oh, playing it. I can't believe that you don't. That's that you, the one with the karaoke, yeah? They all have a lot of karaoke. Mm, well, it's the one with the, yeah, it's like, is it 80s? Yeah, it's the one set in the 80s is Yakuza 0. Yeah, and like the fighting is just way over the top. You can destroy everyone very easily. Yeah, you can like, there's loads of uh, kind of location specific attacks and stuff. So if there's a bicycle near you, you hit someone with that or you like hit them into a urinal if you're in a toilet and stuff. I must find the one I have. Maybe it's not zero. I'll see. But, uh, you know, I think I just, that was a game that I just kept doing side quests, didn't do the main story at all. So maybe that's why I didn't get into it. But anyway. Well, I absolutely love it. But yeah, look, give Like a Dragon a go. That is a little bit different. That's more RPG related with classes and stuff. But I think it, um, it still has that wild Yakuza kind of madness. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a PlayStation 5 game as well, so looking forward to seeing that, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. All right, we're going to get some news then. I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Hit us. Right. So, uh, did you see the PlayStation 5 VR controllers? No, I haven't. Excellent. I thought they'd kind of move that to the side for the moment. Go on. So, they launched them, and they're like these two separate controllers that you hold in your hands, and they're kind of like... Do you remember those old kind of boxing arcade games you do where you held the joystick and they had like the big kind of roundy handle in front of it? Yes, yeah. They're kind of like that, except they're not related to anything and they've got like analogs on them and stuff like that. Um, So it looks like they're going up for a next level of uh, PlayStation 5. Do you think you might get the VR on this? Uh, Yeah, I think I will because I still, despite the fact that I didn't really like the catalog of games on the last one, was very immersive. Hey, that's cool. That's very cool. It's like a weird kind of looks like a plastic glove that you, you know, put your hand into almost like Ken and Ryu's glove, um, except it's plastic and just like a big sphere. Uh, I'm not describing this well, uh, but it looks great. Yeah, very cool. Very very cool. So, you know what that game's like? Do you remember that game they used to have in the arcade, the, the boxing games, where you had yeah. the two controllers and you'd be punching. And yeah, yeah, it was very much like that. That's what I said. <laughs> when did you say that? I was talking about the boxing gloves from arcade at the start of this, and I was describing it to you. My God, I can't believe I just completely zoomed out of that. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You were responding. To be honest, I was trying to actually message you because it seems like you forgot to click record on Zoom, and I wanted to make sure that you were recording on... Uh, I'm not recording on Zoom because the audio goes to shite. Oh, because no. we're trying a new audio setup. Yeah, Everybody. so that's why so, I was nervously trying to mute myself and type you without saying anything. So I did uh, apologies, but no, that's fine as long as you're recording on your side. You son I'm, of record, a bitch. I'm recording on my side. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully this sounds better to everybody. Let us know if it does, if it doesn't. Um, if you can get over the fact that one of us isn't listening to the other at all, not listening because I'm trying to help. So it's all okay. about intention here. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, some news came out recently, right? You're that, pregnant. Uh, no, something that, that <laughs> lockdown. I do the news every week. <laughs> Just waiting for but, the day. Uh, lockdown uh, has encouraged gaming uh, in the UK, and people have spent, in general, £7 billion on gaming in the UK in the last year. Good. Um, they're saying it's because of boredom. They're saying it's because of like social interaction, which is quite a good thing, which is what I've done a lot to interact with people when I can't leave the house. Um, which I think is quite mad, right? So, just to put that into perspective, do you remember, like, a load of people in the UK and stuff with Brexit and everything, they were talking about the fishing industry and what they were trying to protect and do whatever. That was valued at 1.4 billion, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a positive, positive estimate. Game, the gaming in last year was 7 billion. Like, it's it's so, so big. Um, it's, yeah, it's great. It's the next, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know <laughs> Star Trek thing that they say <laughs> The next generation I don't know Forget about it It's great Alright That's you, all I need to say Are you alright today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know We're recording at a weird time And I feel a bit weird Anyway it's four o'clock on a Friday <laughs> The next frontier That's the word I was looking for Frontier <laughs> Okay fair enough um, 
Yeah, so that's just the, the idea of the scale of it's huge. Okay, and then during the week, there was a Square Enix Presents event, right? Where they just showed some games they were working on. Have you seen any of them? Um, No. Well, I thought it was a little bit shite, to be honest with you. All right, yeah, go on. So, uh, one thing I thought was the most interesting is... Uh, We're not uh, working was... on Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, they haven't, they haven't mentioned any of that stuff. But yeah. um, when are they going to do the next one? When is when is the news going to come out for that? This is why I don't like them, Yusuf. This is exactly why I hate them. I hate them. Well, like, I mean, I think I really liked the 7 remake. And I do think they make some really good games. They're bringing out... Uh, an, the near automata prequel they've redone that that was on playstation 3 i believe Ooh, it was so to that. near replicant it's out next month um but anyway yeah i don't know what they're doing i i, I don't know we'll see what, what's up with it but they i think it was e3 they showed a game called project atia which they have now renamed as first spoken and that's coming out in 2022 and that looks really good that looks like what you imagine these next gen games are going to be so it's like a, um, it's hard to know really what it is, but from what you see, it's like a third person view of somebody moving around the world that kind of looks like the Final Fantasy fifteen world, but with more in it, more detailed, and just moving in a far more action-y, fast-paced way. So uh, some pretty cool like enemies are in it, like giant monsters and animals. It looks really good. Um, I'm quite excited for it. It just, you know, sometimes you see a game and it looks like, okay, this looks like and it looks like it plays better than what was comfortably com- comfortably an option on last generation so mm-hmm. uh, i'm excited for that that looks quite good okay um mm-hmm. other stuff that was coming out was there's a game outriders they kind of led with that um it looked kind of like a destiny game it's like well this one is it's third person but it looks like it's sort of a collaborative party shooter game it's all about like a lot of loots and gear and everything which i'm just not really into you, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm not either. I, I, you know, this Fortnite stuff, and you know, it's I don't know. I'm just not really into multi online playing games that much. No, it's just like I'm, I'm not either. Like, and I, I believe Destiny is really good, and it's a shame because I think with Destiny, and with this, like, uh, Forsaken or Forspoken, sorry, like, you know, they've all these different classes, and one's like a pyromancer, one's like a trickster, and like they've got their guns but they've also got a lot of rpg elements in it and how they attack and do spells or whatever and it looks really good but it's just that's you know when i play games on out with my mates and i kind of organize but if i want to play like a big story driven rpg that's not the way i do it i don't like i like to just oh shit i it's late at night maybe i can play a bit right now rather than trying to organize with other people mm-hmm. um yeah. but some people do love it so anyway that that was a big thing they seem to be pushing uh, more characters for their Marvel's Avengers game, uh, Black Panther and Hawkeye gameplay. Uh, it looks okay. This is a bit of an, another kind of similar game. Like I think it's like an open kind of thing where you can pick different characters and uh, like you can buy different skins. You can like people were saying like oh I'm level one hundred and eighty in it and stuff. Like it's just like yeah that just keeps going and going and going. Mm. Uh, yeah, not really into it. Another Life is Strange game. Have you ever played Life is Strange? Um, I no, no, no. So I think there's two of them that were out uh, before this one. I haven't played any of them either. Some people love them, so that probably is quite cool for some of those people. Uh, and then another thing is they're doing a Tomb Raider collection. So they're doing the three most recent Tomb Raider games. They kind of when they relaunched it. Uh, they're putting that all together in one collection. So that'll be coming. I out. didn't like the reimagining a Tomb Raider. 
And I, I've heard a lot of people comparing Horizon Zero Dawn to Tomb Raider. I don't think it's anything like the new Tomb Raiders. It's, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I just don't like them. I don't think, I mean, they're just not fun for me. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I seem like, I don't know. Because I, I think games like Uncharted sort of came as the next progressive step after Tomb Raider. Like the original Tomb Raider. Um, and I think that when they tried to do their reimagining of it, they didn't want to do it just like Uncharted. But they've kind of seemed to have sort of forgotten their place a bit. Um, yeah, so I don't think they're that well loved, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of... I was pretty disappointed by the event, to be honest. I just didn't think it was there was that much in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like some Fortnite characters, like Lara Croft's in Fortnite... Uh, so a load of stuff about mobile gaming and all and it's just like look I get it and I know it's a huge thing and there's a load of people out there who love mobile games but just like it feels like they're forcing it so much it, it's reminded me of do you remember that BlizzCon event where they were talking about I think it was Diablo 3 <laughs> yeah and they were talking about put it on mobile games and they're like are you going to put this on PC and they're like no and they all get booed by the crowd yeah and he's like don't you guys have phones it's like tone deaf you're not getting it's crazy yeah i just i always find it amazing how disconnected you know some people are from their audience it's just it's it's actually comical that was comical (laughs) yeah yeah but like you know it's not just them uh like there's a yeah i mean square enix have a lot of stuff a lot of final fantasy specific stuff as well not just final fantasy 7 but uh i mean konami have kind of almost stopped doing games just to focus on mobile market and there must be more money in it you know there must be mm-hmm. that must be why they're doing it but it's like there's 7 billion quid in the UK in gaming last year can you not just keep doing the thing that everybody wants now because yeah it's a big market but I feel like it's a different market I feel like mm. it's a different group of people you're advertising for. yeah I, I like I do yeah I'm, I'm with you there and I do think that uh, you know VR games are going to be like there there might not be for a good few years you know where it, where it's at but I think if you know if the titles are there it's just the next step because it's more immersive you know so i think um you know if we can get the developers to make some decent vr games which is the big problem with the last one then we definitely play it you know so um yeah i hope that goes well anyway yeah we see i like i for now i'm not really into it because whenever i played those games i felt a bit sick but like i was saying last episode the wii was so much better earlier than i expected it to be um so i'm you know this technology is crazy how fast it's going if they can't get it to work it will become the next thing yeah yeah okay uh, that, how about that, you yeah for me news you want my news, news. um oh there was some caribou oh uh, uh, uh. <laughs> where uh, were the caribou <laughs> i don't even know why i still have that hotkey um <laughs> yeah I made the mistake of not opening the stories before I was talking to you. All right, so I don't know if you heard about this uh, or you've seen this, but uh, PlayStation are going to give you 10 more free games uh, next month or month, if you're uh, English. Um, So starting March 25th, you are going to get... And can I just say, I haven't mentioned this on a previous pod yet, that the free games you get with uh, the PlayStation Plus are just great. I don't know. Is that that, uh, unique to the PlayStation 5 or... Is that a... that's the, the the PlayStation Collection thing? Yeah, that's PlayStation Five. I okay, well that's yeah. amazing. Do you know Persona Five is part of that as well? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not Royal. Ah, what's the difference? Um, I think 
like a big story chapter as well as some gameplay elements. Like oh, I okay. believe five is good, but I I played Royal and Royal's the best game I played last year. Oh okay, yeah, and actually the Mortal Kombat version seemed a bit uh, cut down as did the Call of Duty. Like I think it was only really the zombies, um, maybe the multiplayer. I don't know, but there's no, I didn't think there was a campaign. Um, okay, so the free games you're gonna get, you lucky sobs, uh, is Abzu. Do you remember that game, Yusuf, where you're like an under, you know, you're like a diver? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd love to play that in VR. I don't know if it is in VR, but uh, I'd love to play it if it is. Just supposed to be a really relaxing game, kind of like, you know, the same people who made Journey made it and Flower. So um, mm. excited to see that. Uh, Enter the Gungeon is another one. Um, Res Infinite, which I would like to go on record as saying was my favorite game of the VR um generation last uh, last generation it was a great great game very immersive very enjoyable uh, great sense of freedom playing it um subnautica is another one the witness do you remember the witness no it was the same guy who made braid um and right. this game was like supposed to be coming out for like it felt like 10 years and everyone was just constantly complaining that he was taking forever uh, so yeah that's going to be free as well you're going to get Astrobot Rescue Mission um, Moss Thumper which is also another really good game um, Paper Beast uh, and yeah and starting April 19th Yusuf you will be getting the whole Horizon Zero Dawn complete edition for free. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's worth it, everybody. It's absolutely worth it. Um, yeah. I, I think, can't believe how much they're giving away. I think they're trying to compete with Game Pass because Game Pass looks good. Like they just announced, you know, the, with the Bethesda games that they've got a, all the Doom games and Dishonored and, you know, Skyrim games. It's mm-hmm. it looks unbelievable value, uh, as well as Fallout games. So I guess they're trying to compete with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, competition is good for us. So yeah. please, please keep competing, Sony and Xbox. Um, I wonder what Nintendo's lineup is like. Do you sign up to their uh, subscription service? Uh, I think there is like some retro games you could play with their thing. Um, but I'm not really sure what they're. The, the, I mean, Nintendo are just always doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, so they're kind of just always working in their own place. They're gonna get some pretty good games, and there's just so many games which which come out. I I just think I want that on the Switch. I want that to be handheld where I can just pick it up and put it down. Um, because the convenience of that is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, that kind of be able to stop and freeze moment in a lot of games. Uh, which you can do you can definitely do with Xbox I'm not sure if you can do it with Playstation uh, with the next gen ones where you can like turn off the Xbox and unplug it and when you plug it back in it'll be right back at that same point which is unbelievable yeah that's, that's great I just you know with Nintendo's history of uh, you know charging developers for making games on their system and all that kind of stuff I can just imagine them in you know in a boardroom saying give the people games for free for what you know so uh, I, that's Who's just this? I mean Who's this Russian that's working for Nintendo? <laughs> no, the Russian would be more deeper. Actually, that's I always go to Lebanon. I don't know why. Uh, okay, so my next story: uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Why are you laughing? Just laughing at you. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just there. My brain just acts on things, and I don't get the opportunity to think about them. It's just out of my mouth, and then it's over. So. Uh, go on, uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla sails to Ireland next month, Yusuf. 
Oh. Yeah. Eivor Hester, the Emerald Isle with the Wrath of the Druids expansion. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla is preparing for a wee trip to Ireland. But that's a bit racist, PC Gamer. And also we is kind of more Scottish, so get your facts right. But they say a lot in Northern Ireland. Mm, mm, yeah. But we're talking about Republic of Ireland right now, right? But there's plenty... Well, well if it's the 1600s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or whatever it is. Anyway, go on. Yeah, let's not go down that road. Uh, but there's plenty of free fest uh, festivities to get through before Wrath of the Druid kicks off. Uh, all right, so... Uh, I'm just trying to skip over what they're trying to sell me here. Um, yeah, so look, I think that's the basic premise of the story, is that War of the Druids is uh, the first Valhalla's uh, major planned expansion. You get to look around Ireland. Who doesn't want to look around Ireland? So um, I wouldn't be a huge fan of the uh, you know Assassin's Creed series, but I heard that they've come along quite a bit in the last few years. So if you want to see Ireland, maybe it's a good way to see it, since you can't really come on a plane at the moment. And if you come from a specific list, you're going to be quarantined in a hotel. Um, and believe me, you don't want to be in a hotel right now with the weather we're having here. It's going to make you very sick. So, uh, I believe yeah, I believe the latest Assassin's Creed is quite different. I think with Black Flag, they didn't move quite far away, which I think is good. I think they needed to because um, mm. there's a lot of these games. Uh, so I think that this is, this is quite nice to do this. I actually know somebody, an Irish gentleman, who is uh, working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm, what does he say? Uh, I haven't talked to him about it specifically. I know he was working on uh, some of the uh, the longboat stuff, but he was working on it in, uh, where is he now? He's in Singapore, which is mm. mad. All right. So, yeah, working on that game, but he's doing it in Singapore. I see, I see. I can just picture you continually bugging and what's going on on the on the Assassin's Creed project. You know I can't talk about it, Yusuf. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't played the new one, but I'm interested in doing it. Well, I don't know. It seems like it's a big time sink, but I do think it's good. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, that's all the news I got for now. Um, you finished with your stories? Yeah, yeah you want to get into the game? Yeah. Okay. Assassins. <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, I should say. Yeah. Tell us you about should. it. <laughs> tell us about it, Yusuf. What are your memories? So, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is it's one of those games which I I came to it a little bit late, and I associate it with that a certain generation. There's just some games of when I think of it, I think of that console like it, it kind of hitting all those points properly um i love it i love the world of it. i think it's so cool um and i remember being really really wowed at the combat system i just think it, it's so so unique this game and absolute credit to them for going for it just the way i just, like what actually what i think of is finding the giant bird robot mm. and firing like kind of harpoons into its wings to try and keep it in place long enough for me to craft some ammo that it was weak to so I could hit like a, a certain part of it. I just, it being so fast paced when all this is going on because other games do this sort of stealth thing and sneaking up or whatever. And this game does do it very, very well. And mm -hmm. other games have like beautiful, big kind of, um, you know, you look out over the horizon, you see these amazing things like other games do that. And this does it excellently. So it has all that other stuff, but I don't remember the last time I played a game, which 
had such a unique system for uh, hunting and fighting and battle system. Mm. Yeah, I, I for me, I remember seeing like a demo of this on you know years and years ago on YouTube before it was released or anything, and I just remember thinking, my God, that game is going to be amazing. Um. So and I obviously came to it very late in the game, but but um, yeah, I just really like. I kept like I was telling you before when we were talking about it I kept expecting it to let me down at some stage you know I kept expecting it to, mm. to be for it to fall down in some area and it didn't fall down in any area at all for me I mean it was just unbelievable it's like it is one of the best games I've played in the last I'm gonna say a decade I mean it's just incredible it's 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 like the the setting is amazing. I love um Ashley Birch's um voicing of Aloy. Um I just think mm-hmm. she absolutely nails it. It's perfect the way she t- she uses her. I love the 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 character of Aloy. Um I love her personality, I love her empathy, I love the fact that she just will help anyone. Um mm. and I love the f- I like Apparently, like, I was looking at a couple of dickhead reviews for this. A lot of people were complaining about this game, and we'll get into it later. And I don't see what they're complaining about at all. They they were trying to say, oh, it has an agenda. It doesn't have an agenda at all, from what I see. You know, it's just a, a strong female protagonist who's not overtly sexualized, which is absolutely perfect. What's the problem? So, um... It's a great game. Uh, music yeah. is great. Setting was great. I think they captured nature amazingly. Um, you know, you actually feel like you're there. There's, there's a piece about it. Um, the facial animations are absolutely incredible. Set a new bar. Um, just really one of my favorite games ever. Uh, you're talking about like the agenda and some of that stuff. I, I was shocked reading something about the development of this game. Mm. Right? And... So apparently when they came up with the idea of it Sony were reluctant about going for a female protagonist mm. because they didn't know how people were going to react and then they, they weren't going to go ahead with it until they play tested it and people were okay and it's because of people like that it's because of dickheads who are like looking at Aloy as being a, a uh, being a woman and just kind of going oh no there's something here planned it's just like it's very fucking weird if you just look at half the population of the earth and you think something is up, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, but see, I think the uh, thing about Aloy's character and personality as well, it's like, I think it's like most people. Some people try and find an issue where there is none, you know, like, and they try and call something bigotry or whatever. And like, it's the fact, like, I don't even think about the fact that Aloy is a woman, you know, like she's mm. just a great character. You know, like, it doesn't matter to me mm. that she's a woman. It doesn't matter to me that she doesn't look like Lara Croft did in Tomb Raider 1 and 2. Like, it's, it's I'm enjoying mm. playing with, with her because I like her and because she's enjoyable to play as and because she has a great personality and because, like, the game is fun. You know, like, it, you know, I just think it's such bullshit to bring so much other stuff into it when it doesn't matter. You know, like, it just, like, if you enjoy the game for the game, and that's it. Doesn't matter who you're playing as, you know. It's uh, yeah. So. I think so. I think I think she's she's a great character as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I'm getting to some development then. Yeah. So it was released in 2017, and it was a temporary PlayStation exclusive until 2020 when it was released on Windows, which some people were pretty pissed off about. Um, because they're getting into the console wars. But I think this is good. You know what I mean? Especially now where. Uh, Microsoft owned Bethesda mm-hmm. because Sony were like look we're going to give you 
one of the best selling games that we've had on our console and you can sell it to your customers means that it's a lot more likely that that will come across to us as well which is good because it means we don't need to buy multiple consoles you know if we don't want to mm. generally mm. so it came out in 2017 uh, it sold over 10 million copies on the PlayStation 4 alone m- making it number 10 in the top 10 top 10 best selling PlayStation 4 games which is good. like Deservedly for so. a completely new IP mm-hmm. like that's crazy um so it is what's classified as a post post apocalyptic world and it was made by Guerrilla Games a Dutch company and do you mm-hmm. know what else they've done I know them from Killzone and I talk I remember us telling you last week that Killzone was um one of the first games I played I think it was a launch title for the PlayStation 4 and I remember even then it looking next generation so they just do graphics amazing but that's all I know that they do what else do they do They do because that's basically that's basically all they do which is really weird. So they were kind of going, sorry, this sort of shooter FPS game, they're going to make this giant open world um, kind of open sandbox game with a completely different mechanic, completely different look. Um, and, and Sony were a bit unsure at the beginning. Uh, but as they kind of went through it, they were like, okay, no, this is, this is it. This is going to work. And the more I read about these guys and what they did, I'm so, so happy that they went for it because apparently they had all these different ideas and concepts and stories and characters. And this idea they went for, they said it was the riskiest option that was there. But your man was like, the director was saying, I want to push myself. Like, you know, and like, also, I don't want to just make the games that we've made before. And I don't want to just get somebody in who's made an open world game before and just have them do it. And And them tell me exactly how to do it. Because he's like, I love open world games. I've played all types of games. I would like to make my version of it. Mm-hmm. And this is what you get, you know. They took a risk and they made an absolutely brilliant game. And a critically loved game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I heard that they were actually believed in it so much that they dropped war- development on their only other game that they had in, in development at that time. I can't remember what it was. Um, do you? Yeah. I saw I saw it. I don't remember. I didn't. In the one I was reading, it didn't mention what the game was. But like oh like the balls on these guys to go mm. let's go and make a brand new ip and stuff like that with something we haven't done before let's take a risk on what is a really unique world and let's not kind of go hedge our bets and stuff like remember we were saying konami were going they don't want to make metal gear solid games anymore because mm. it costs too much money and it's too big a risk if it fails that these guys are going no forget that other game we're all going to make sure this one is as good as it can be and mm-hmm. it was yeah, yeah, and like um, I, I also. No, go on, go on. Uh, just like I also, I love how unique this idea of this world is, and like, it's not you know completely unique in the sense of I'm like I'm sure there's loads of novels that are kind of a similar kind of twist on it, but I haven't played a game that's like this before, and you know also like in the same way, um, cyberpunk. The idea, the concept of cyberpunk isn't a completely new idea, but it was in the game world and the way that it was developed and shown like that. And mm-hmm. I just, I love games that take chances and just show something because it just means their interpretation of everything you look at is new and amazing and just really interesting. Um, Like their, their idea of just like, well, look, this is the way these weapons are going to work. And it's just a bow in that game is so much more interesting than a bow in like any other kind of, you know, basic combat game 
Yeah, they had so many great ideas for this, you know, and it's like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, George Lucas's Star Wars, you know, like, obviously, I mean, it's not as big a departure from everything, uh, you know, prior to that as that was, but it's like this whole new world, you know, and it's like you can imagine games being made kind of on the back of this theme almost, you know, because it's um, it's so new, it's so inventive, it it mixes, you know, like it's a very clever way to mix like natural you know animals and nature and life with you know mechanized futuristic you know uh robots and machines that want to kill you so you kind of feel like you're almost hunting in the real world and you know it's um and like i'd love a good bow mechanic you know you cannot be for me like yeah. you know, the, the trigger and you know the 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 drawing of a bow with the trigger button is just so satisfying and when you get you know when you when it goes off and like this game is so well weighted and so well you know just polished it's just amazing you know like it's it's just a great 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 game you know um when they're looking at the kind of wildlife and stuff like that the way that they got that to work really well is there it was based on david attenborough documentaries like the bbc sort of ones of you see like the giraffes or the elephants and stuff and these herds of animals that's what they want to look like which is what it does feel like because yeah that idea of when you're aloy and you're walking out somewhere and you see something you could take a herd of something and it's believable that they're just going about in their business doing what you see them do whatever reason they have for going wherever they're going that they are there in that world and that's real and it's because they were like well what do we want those wildlife to be like and they're like well what are what's wildlife like in real life so we'll watch these documentaries we'll see it and then we'll take well our turn out we'll make them giant robots and stuff like that and you can climb to the head of it because that's what you want to do in games you know you mm-hmm. want to be able to get to the high points and look around and experience it all in a way that you couldn't do in real life you know because I mean, if you could if i saw a giraffe in real life and it was like a normal thing to do. I would be on top of its head because that's like a cool thing to do. So mm. let me do that in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. And like the scale of the machines as well. But um, I think like the, the weird thing is that like the, the these machines, they kind of fit into the environment in such a weird way. Like they, they, they suit their mm. surroundings. They don't seem out of place, which is crazy because it like it's just a it is a complete like you know like the world has been overrun by nature and you know it's just a beautiful place to be you know you're watching the sunset in this game um you know hunting during dawn and all this stuff it's just like i i like i struggle to 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 you know to comprehend like how great this game is because it's just like the amount of the hard work it must have taken to do um mm. it's just just incredible um, it was written by John Gonzalez, who was the writer on uh, Fallout New Vegas, and he also worked on uh, one of those uh, Mordor games as well. Mm. And he was saying that it was a bit of a different challenge to write this because they were saying that well, like when he was writing like a Fallout game, if you were going to be like a Fallout character, you had to make the world work no matter what that person decided to do, how they played it. Because what if the person in that you know, in Fallout, wants to kill everybody they see. What if they want to kill all the NPCs in the first village they're in? You know, they can do that. And then how is the world going to react? Or what if they don't want to kill anybody? And how mm. do you make it a game for that person as well? So mm. he was saying that this is a very different thing and that you're going to have a character that's actually dri- driven, driving the story. And I love that. And I wish games did that more often. Like, I was mm. thinking, some of the most recent games I was playing, 
like Yakuza Zero and like Final Fantasy Seven Remake, uh, to a lesser extent Resident Evil, but like this game as well. Uh, that when you've got a character, and I love when games aren't afraid to just create a character, and let me watch it like a story because it does feel when you're just a silent protagonist in every game. I don't feel like I'm part of it. Like, I feel like an idiot. Like, when they're just talking to me and then, you know, they give me a dialogue option to pick. And it's just, when that happens again and again, like, sometimes it's cool and I love and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do this and I like that. Mm. But when you're in these big story moments, you're into it, it just feels like, I don't feel like I am that character. I just feel like I'm being taken out of it yeah. in that way. Where sometimes I'm okay watching a really well-made story. I'm perfectly okay playing the bits I want to play and then seeing it progress in a way. And I, I love that in this game. Mm. And uh, like, we haven't even talked about like, you know, the, the, um, the combat in this, you know, it's like the, the amount of thought that went into each, you know, uh, machine, like, and how, what their weaknesses mm. be, how you can knock certain canisters off them, how you can set certain bits of them on fire. You know, it's just like, it's incredible. Um, and and like every battle you go into you're you're thinking to yourself how am i going to approach this what weapons are going to work best here um you know can i get the parts that i want that i'm looking for um you know and it's just like every every battle is is enjoyable every battle is like rewarding and mm. uh, like i think that was the first thing that kind of i i saw and noticed about this game was i think I remember it was a video I think that um Ayla was fighting a thunder jaw and like she was sliding underneath it and shooting out things from underneath it and you can get certain arrows that are better for dislodging certain parts you know certain arrows that are better yeah. against corrupted machines and just like so so enjoyable usually combat I mean combat like if, even if combat was a slog in this game it still would be a great game but it's the opposite it's just so so enjoyable yeah, I think the word you said there was rewarding and it is and it just you say it feels like you have done something when you slide underneath something and then you shoot an arrow that's going to knock off a weapon and maybe that might just be oh they can no longer use that annoying attack anymore but I remember when I was fighting something and I knocked off like this disc launcher from some like robot dinosaur and then Aloy picks it up like it's a Gatling gun it's like firing it at this like giant robotic T-Rex like yes this is exactly what i want to do in this scenario mm. the fact that i was just like oh that gun's really annoying now i have this gun brilliant yeah um and it just it works so so well um i love it yeah and just the crafting on the go and if you're finding something that's a really big struggle the fact that you're going okay look i need some ice arrows or something but how do i make them and uh it just it, it feeling like it's a puzzle you're solving but in a fun way in a really fun real-time gameplay way and the fact that you can override the machines as well and you know they fight for you um you know that is such yeah. a smart thing to put in it um and like what the part of the game that i really loved in this was the cauldrons i remember going to the first one and i hadn't heard anything about it i just kind of stumbled across it in the side of a mountain i was like what's this and like going in there and i don't think you got you play the cauldrons use if it's where you know you you go in there and you actually see the robots being made and then you what you gained did, yeah. did you okay right so you you basically gained the ability to override specific set of machines in the cauldrons but I remember stepping in there by accident and like it just looking like this complete other world so so at contrast with you know the, the natural world outside 
and um you know it was like black and it was shiny and it was metallic and it was you know you, i had no idea what was going on in here and it was just the mystery and the intrigue of like the lore of this game um and just flying around on the machinery inside it was just oh it's great <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It it was almost kind of platformy in those bits as well. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. just the way you had to react to the moving world there and that it was this black, horrible kind of place to be compared to how beautiful the world is outside. Um you were talking about Ashley Birch, who's the voice of Aloy. I don't mm. know if I remember if I said this, but I was watching Mythic Quest the other day. Um, which is um it's on Apple TV. It's got Rob McElhenney from uh, It's Always Sunny in it. Uh, who also now owns Wrexham FC with Brian Reynolds. Uh, but he has this show where he is like a creative designer of a game company. Mm. And one of the characters is, I think her name is Rachel, and she is a games tester. And she is Aloy. She's the actress who plays uh, Aloy. Oh, okay. She's such a good actress. Mm. Mm. I think, that, isn't there someone in uh, um, Game of Thrones that this is kind of loosely based on? Some archer girl? Uh, I mean, there's a character, Egret, who's got, like, red hair. Yeah, um, apparently there's some like, sort she's... of inspiration, apparently. So, All right, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could see that, but I think they're they're very different characters. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but she's, a, I mean, actually, no, maybe there are some similarities. She's, like, a pretty strong, tough character, and she is also from a sort of more basic land where they wear, like, animal pelts and everything. Mm. Um so I think yeah, that's kind of the, the development was just like they, they put a decent amount of money into it but I think it was like 43 million or they were going to go for making this game and just I'm so happy that Sony let them do it and I'm so happy that they went for the risky things and now like Horizon uh, it was a Forbidden West or Into the West yeah uh, Forbidden West the, yeah Forbidden West is the like most anticipated game except for maybe Ragnarok Tor Ragnarok mm. not Tor Ragnarok God of War Ragnarok mm. is like one of the most anticipated games it's going to come out on Playstation 5 now uh, I love the music did you? yeah I love the music music is great um, I'll tell you one thing that I did like before we get to music though is and I, my only criticism of the game right is the fact that it was a little slow to get mm. into I didn't particularly enjoy the training parts at the start um i thought it was a little bit long-winded but i did enjoy you know the mystery as to why she was an outcast and i just felt really sorry for her because she was this cute little like you know kid and she just wanted to mm. be you know in the group and they were always like keeping her on the outside and you know i just thought it was really like nice to see her grow up um and like how i, I suppose you know they they, they always say those who have suffered most have the most empathy you know she's an incredibly mm. empathetic protagonist like you know incredibly empathetic like everyone that asks her to help like she's li it's literally like oh i have to save the world from the robots but uh oh could you collect these uh, pelts for me yeah sure you know it's like everything she's willing to do um and i guess mm. the fact that she was um she was on the outside for so long. Maybe that kind of has has made her that way. But uh, I can't say enough about how much I love Aloy's character. I think it's it's she's fantastic. One of my favorite uh, gaming protagonists ever. Yeah, yeah. No, she is like a really well fleshed out character, and and she is likable. Um, and they were saying that I was watching uh, an interview. They were saying that making her start off as a little kid 
makes you kind of connect with her pretty much straight away as well. You know, yeah. Yeah, she's like this cute little kid. <clears throat> just like, oh, shit, what is she getting involved with? You know, and you want her to be okay. My mm-hmm. only criticism, though, that didn't... I did think the start, the start was too slow, but I did find... And I find it sometimes with games with day and night cycles. The night cycles in games, sometimes they are really good and rewarding and it's different. But sometimes I just feel like I, just feel like I can't see anything mm. in night cycles. And yeah, yeah. In this game, I just felt like I, I, it was so much better and so much nicer to explore during the day. And I get that it should be harder at night, but moving around at night was a bit annoying for this. Yeah, it was. But I guess... You also get to see the lights of the machines in the distance, which is really cool, you know, um, which is a that nice is dynamic. That is cool, yeah, yeah. 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 Neon kind of setup sometimes. Mm. Okay, so anything else you want to add on this beautiful game before we get to the music? Oh, yeah, sorry, I don't remember if I said this, uh, but did you know that when you kill the enemies, mm-hmm. if you kill like a set amount of each enemy, they mm-hmm. come back tougher. They come back with like more armor on them. So it's not actually dependent on when you kind of progress to a certain area, you just see mm-hmm. another one which has like more armor covering what was a former weak spot. It depends on how many you kill and it's meant to be an idea that they're sort of evolving uh, and that they're being changed as well. Great they're idea. being manufactured uh, with these new kind of protection stuff. So even in the starting area, if you kill the same enemy again and again, they'll then be harder to fight later on in the game, which is just brilliant dynamic kind of difficulty. Hmm. Great idea. Great idea. Um, okay, so music, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I like that now. I do. I like it. <laughs> so, the composers were The Flight Jonathan Williams, Niels van der Liest, better than Niels van der Most, and oh <laughs> and Joris D-Man. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know if we said this, that they're a Dutch company, which we should say, because yeah. there's not many uh, big, big companies and stuff like that outside of like the US and Japan. And Japan. Apart from Project Red. Um, yeah. But uh, this is going to sound like a stereotype and I'm allowed to stereotype in this case because it's a positive and because I worked for a Dutch company for four and a half years. They are the hardest workers I've ever come across and I can see why uh, this game is so good. It's like clearly a labour and labour and labour of love. So, uh, yeah, all right. I'm allowed to say that. That's acceptable. Well, positive stereotypes are also sometimes negative but I think it's fine for you to say that the Dutch people you met are really hard workers that's a fine thing to say yeah I've worked in six I think different places and uh, yeah the Dutch are great workers okay so uh, song number one is Years of Training
so epic and dramatic and yeah. the drums are just great <laughs> it's like the world building like all the way through this game it, it feels so complete you know mm-hmm. it, it feels so deep it doesn't feel like it's just thrown together it's it all suits in the way that they look and speak to each other in like the values they have and stuff like the music mm. yeah i think um like it, the fact that it's such an outdoors game i mean it really is you know i don't know there's something epic about outdoors you know and that's kind of you know the music suits that mm. and also kind of gets in the mechanical uh you know electronic sounds as well in some of the songs okay next song is victory Next song, The Good News. That's my yeah. favorite so far. Very yeah. chill. Yeah, and yeah, electronic in the background as well. Mm. Okay, the last song I have is my favorite song in the game. It's Within the Embrace.
I don't know if I'm like applying ideas to this because I've played the game and I know what the game's like, but it almost feels like there's something sort of maternal about that. Something what? Maternal. Maternal. Yeah. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess it kind of is in a weird way. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like it. Well done. It's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Okay. All right, so you ready for... Hold on. Oh, yeah. It actually really pissed me off getting these reviews this time. I just hated it. I hated looking at these reviews. I didn't They're enjoy it. Bit, it was bit toxic wasn't funny. Yeah. I clearly anyway. Spanky St. Paul, February twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Already liked them. <laughs> Three out of ten. Generic boring game. Walk into an area, a bunch of high definition stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real criticism, all right. <laughs> then you follow. <laughs> then you follow some marker by running for ten minutes. Spend five minutes killing a boring enemy and repeat. Very disappointing. This game is so not boring. No, it's the last thing. Okay, uh, Shenley Palkin, uh, twenty seventeen, zero out of ten. It's bad, like really bad. Combat is bland. Characters are uninteresting, especially Aloy. <laughs> ah, look, the combat is a shit knockoff of Tomb Raider. Not worth $60. Combat is bland. This is the best combat I think I've ever played in any game. I, yeah. It's so yeah. unique. God. Yeah. Game Guru, 4 out of 10. The game is a rip-off of Tomb Raider and Turok. <laughs> it does nothing new. It's nothing oh. special. It's nothing special. There's no reason to buy it other than if you have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> you really have no, And you really have nothing of any great value to play. Gorilla is great at making games look nice, but the games themselves are anything but special. It's the same problem of Naughty Dog. Uh, but I digress. If you like Tomb Raider, just buy Tomb Raider. <laughs> Don't bother with this game. Like, the most recent Turok game, I just have to look up there, right? I think there was all the cancelled ones. was out in, like, 2008. Like, the only similarity you're saying is, like, oh, there might be dinosaurs in it and stuff like that. It's like, they're such different games. Yeah. Anyway. January 2021 recent review Dopri I hate 1 out of 10 I hate this game everything combat control system sucks mouse keyboard and gamepad both characters are not attractive story is too boring and, and filled with vanity and feminism <laughs> where's the vanity I I I mean, the only accusation I can see him throwing at this as being feminism is because it stars a woman. Like, but the vanity? I just, I don't have no idea where that comes from. That makes this man very angry. Yeah, he's an idiot. Okay, last one. Cyber Roshi. Love the name. 
uh, June uh, 2020. After my friends really liked this game, I played it too. T.O. OMG, what was this? A stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> so the world was destroyed by machines created by humans and the solution is to give all power to machines to create and destroy the world when necessary. This game was an insult to my intelligence. I have a feeling quite a few things would be an insult to Cyber Roshi's intelligence. Um, <laughs> but he might not know about it. Anyway. Yeah. So, so what's your rating? 9.4. 9. 9.4. 9. I'd give it a 9.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's great. I mean, I am naturally you know, predisposed to loving anything with dinosaur adjacent stuff in it. So mm. uh, I think that's a big part of it. But I just think it's a really, really good game. Okay, as do I. Okay, you ready for the quiz then? Not just, at all, but let's go. <laughs> I guarantee you've looked up stuff on Wikipedia to try and uh, get me here, but you won't. You won't get me. Your might. 1972. Exports of sword. English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number one. What is the name of the actress who signed off her likeness for Aloy? Oh, it's a Danish actress. Isn't no, it? Hannah... it's not. Not Danish, Dutch. Oh, Dutch, sorry. Uh, Hannah Sakharov or something like that? Sephiroth. <laughs> no. Hannah Hoekstra. Oh, God. Question two. What was the budget for Horizon Zero Dawn? Oh, 53 million? <laughs> no, 47. Black. What's the name of the final boss, Yusuf? Uh, potential spoilers uh, Hades well done yes you'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done okay Yusuf you know the rules what is the name of the turtle character on baby TV <laughs> on baby TV <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> well, Shelley. <laughs> that would have been better than what actually was. <clears throat> no, I'm afraid it's <laughs> Turtle Lonnie. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Turtle Lonnie. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> None of the names make sense. You have Giraffe Jolie, Squirrel McQuirrel Jr., <laughs> Sheep Bada Beep. <laughs> Sheep by the <laughs> Yeah. And turtle on me. So, I'm afraid you don't. You steam a good ham. So, sorry about you. Um, so, listen. Um, this week, we have no questions. But we wanted to put out a special question for you listeners this week. All right? Um, for me, um, Ashley Birch uh, does Aloy perfectly. Um, one of the best... Uh, voice acting performances of any character I can remember. What is your favourite voice acting uh, character? 
and please ignore how I've put the question because I haven't put it right. But you know what I'm getting at. Who is your favourite uh, actress who just nailed the character they were voicing? Could it be Kiefer Sutherland in Metal Gear Solid? Um, could it be David Hayter in Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> could it be Hideo Kojima in Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> Whatever the game is, whoever the person is, let us know. And the email address is Yusuf. Press the action button pod at gmail.com. Yes, we'd be very interested to hear. And we very much appreciate your emails. Um, as yeah, what, Yusuf, you, you want to say Don't something? Do you want to know my uh, oh, yeah, sure. choice? Yeah, hit me. I'm going to say Christopher Judge, who does Kratos, Kratos in New York. Of War. He's, he's brilliant. It's so good. Okay. Don't know why I'm shaking in the air like this. <laughs> you look like in there. You're, you're enraged. Um, yeah, I think uh, who else might get to What a to pathetic Ash- Kratos I would be. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't think you'd be the best, Yusuf. I don't think any of us would be. What about uh, you'd be more like George Costanza version of Kratos? <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Ashley. Another Ashley who does um, thing from The Last of Us. Ashley Johnson. She's another one. Johnson, yes. She does a yeah, great, I mean, she's great brilliant. job. Um, so maybe um, that would be one of yours. But uh, yeah, let us know. Yeah, it could be that. Or maybe Joel as well. Yeah, Is maybe. Head. Maybe. I think, yeah. I, yeah, no, not for me, but I, uh, he is very good. Okay, so um, listen, everyone. We want to thank you as always for listening. We want to thank you for rating. If you could rate us, um, if you haven't yet, that would be very much appreciated. Um, you know, share the pod, do whatever you want, and um, we won't judge you. You're not judged here. You're just loved here, especially you, Norma. So thank you, Yusuf. Anything else you want to tell the lovely people? Uh, just in general, uh, we've got some listeners in from a couple of Scandinavian countries, so just thank you very much. Uh, and to everybody at home as well in Ireland um, and all over, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, and I, I just this is a game that we both really love, so I'm quite happy to do an episode on it. Mm, and play it next month if you have the free pass for PlayStation and you haven't already. You will not regret it. So, yeah, thank Definitely. you, everyone. Okay. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.